Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our December 23rd version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Um, we always start off our show with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, in this Christmas season, right before the birth of your son, we're praying Thanksgiving that we have this game, to have this game really uh, uh, in LHSAA where we have public, private schools getting along, um, playing together hard right now during this uh, holiday season and uh, not letting religion get in the way. Of, uh, of really just good competition and, and, and good fun. I pray that that continue, and I pray that the other sports in Louisiana can learn how to re readdress this issue and come back together so that everybody can enjoy being around everybody, which will make everything a lot better, in my opinion. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, everybody. Well, uh, I'm fresh off of uh, coming off of the Louisiana Showcase with De La Salle. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Coach Alan Ritter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle for the boys and the girls. And um, we're taking a breath now, uh, getting ready for the St. Michael's Tournament coming up. But a lot of us are playing in various tournaments that are going on throughout the holidays. And, and it's a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, it's been my experience that um, that what you do between uh, final exams and the 5th of January defines who you are as a soccer team. And uh, some teams really just can't get over that hump. Some teams can't get over the eligibility issues. Some teams just can't get all the girls on the field. Uh, and uh, and you just can't take two weeks off, okay? You can lose 100% of your physicality in, in, in really two weeks of idle, idleness. So a lot of coaches... Um, uh, really have to they throw up their arms during this time of year and uh, and they see what's going to happen to them in January uh, by taking all this time off others like me I just fight the fight and try to get the girls and the guys on the field uh, knowing that um, uh, a two-week hiatus would be just spell disaster uh, for a team's uh, continuity and improvement because you've got to keep improving if you don't improve uh, every day and every week uh, you're done you're through because people are going to catch up to you you know well, anyway, we were really, really excited about this show. Our last, uh, first segment, uh, we're going to be talking to Coach Alexi um, uh, Petros. Um, Pavel, Coach Pavlos uh, uh, gave up the reins to his son, and uh, we're going to be interviewing him after uh, after our first break. And then in the second section, we're going to be covering the boys and some of the exciting results that we've had with the boys uh, in the last week or so. And uh, we're going to be talking to um, to these two coaches. Uh, we're going to be talking to Coach Josh Martin, who's the assistant coach at North Vermillion. Um, and the head coach didn't want to talk. Uh, and, and then we're going to talk to Coach Chambers, who's the boys and girls coach uh, for Leesville. And we're going to get a good taste uh, as to what's going on in western Louisiana. I uh, got a chance to catch up with these two coaches at the showcase, and uh, I think uh, you'll like what they have to say. And uh, it's intriguing, to say the least. So we're going to take our first break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk uh, to Coach Alexi on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We're honored to have our uh, new head coach of Mount Carmel Academy, uh, Coach Alexi uh, Petro, on the show. Welcome, Coach. 
Oh, thanks for having me, Coach. How are you? Okay, I'm doing great. I, I was actually trying to. I was reaching out to your father today to get a to get a handle on what's going on with Mount Carmel. And then he told me the news that I guess everybody else knew and I didn't. What's it like to follow in your father's footsteps? Um. Well, to be honest, it, it's always kind of been the dream. Um, I, I've been I've been working with him for eight years now, um, and it's uh it's a little bit of pressure because it's big shoes to fill. But um, you know, I've worked with him again for for eight years now, and he's still he's still working with me. So it's um it's a blessing, you know, to be able to work with your dad is uh what everyone everyone hopes they could do, you know. Well, I'm gonna tell you from a father's point of view, it's a dream come true, you know, to be able to watch your kid take off where you left off and and watch him bloom. And uh, so I'm really, uh, uh, it's really a heartwarming story, you know. Do y'all get along? Do y'all agree? Oh yeah. Well, you know, every uh, every relationship has some ups and downs, and and we disagree at times. And um, it's a little bit different this year because in in years past, you know, he was the head coach, and and I would give my input, but he would have the final say. And uh, now it's a little bit of roles reversed. Um, so we, we've had a few disagreements on, on you know, what we're looking at. But um, at the end of the day, I, I'm pretty open-minded because I get that from him. So I'm, uh, I can take suggest suggestions and criticism well. And, um, yeah, I, I welcome his input because he's been doing this for a long, long time. He's been very successful as a head coach and won some state championships. So I still have a lot of room to learn from him. Awesome. Well, y'all have had a pretty good year, you know, a couple of speed bumps, but overall, I mean, I'd be proud to have the record you have. Uh, who was the, um, what, was, what was your biggest challenge so far in this first month and a half, uh, a year at the rain? Um, honestly, just, just putting the, the, the puzzle pieces together. Um, Cause it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a bit different being completely in charge. You're trying to get the best out of each player, um, trying people at different positions and figure out your best lineup. Because you know, at, at Mount Carmel, we have we have the talent. Um, it's yeah. just find the right ones and who's in form and and how can you get the best out of each one. That that's the toughest part of the job. Because um, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're blessed with talent, but it, it's making them play to that that talent level that they they can achieve. You know. Gotcha. Well, this is about a month ago, but um, describe your game with Saint Scholastica. That must have been a big win for y'all. Yeah, it was um, the Dominican tournament. We we were missing quite a few players actually we're missing six that went and played with the national league um four of whom are, are, are starters so we went in um not nervous because you know you like to believe that that you'll win every game um but it was it was a good challenge for our team to uh to see who's going to step up in the places of those players and and you know our history with uh ssa is is a well-documented one we've played them in state championship state semifinals um we play them every regular season and uh me and my dad were talking after the game and I don't think there was ever been a three Oh scoreline in our favor. I think we've lost three, nothing to him before. Yeah. Um, but we, we've never, we've never beat them by three. So to have that result, we played really well. I mean, the girls played, um, played way of, uh, played to their full, full standard, which was good for me as a coach. Cause you know, everyone gets fired up for those big, big games and, and those ones against, you know, your, your toughest rivals. Y'all going to the Lakeshore tournament in a couple of days. Uh, um, what do you expect from that? Um, some good competition again. Getting some girls some minutes. Um, we play Acadiana, Northlake Christian, and Lakeshore. Um, we we uh, we've had some tough results against Acadiana the past the past few times we played them. So um, it, it's good to see where where we're growing. And then uh, Northlake Christian. I don't think we've ever played them since I've been coaching. Um, but they're historically always have a good record and and they go far in the playoffs. Um, and I think they're they're Division Four. I think yes. Uh, so it, it'll be good, a good challenge for us to play a, a top-level Division Four team 
and then Lakeshore we played in the opening game of the season. So that's the one I'm most excited about because you can see um, the growth from day one because that was our opening game to, you know, almost two months in to see how far we've really come. Okay, St. Joseph's Academy, uh, describe your, your game with them. Oh, it was um, freezing cold in, in, in the, the misty rain. I, I told the girls to, to pretend we're in, we're in England playing. Um, but, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was good. It, it was, you know, on that Pan Am turf in a, in a sleek conditions. Uh, it, the first half was a bit of a struggle. We got lucky on a goal with uh, – it was a cross that, you know, the, the keeper came out for, thought our forward was going to tap it in. She actually missed it, and it just skipped in the back post. So we were fortunate to be up one nothing at, at half. And uh, second half, we kind of settled down and finally got into our rhythm and uh, scored one with uh, about five minutes left. A good little combination play on the left side, and I uh, got a cross and finish in. Um, but St. Joe's is again one of those teams we, you know, they they like to play soccer. They're not one of those kick and run teams. They put it down and try and play like we do. And um, it, it was a it was, it was a good result for us, but uh, a a good tough game in some tough conditions. All right, uh, can you highlight some of your best players right now so far this year? Um, our two captains are our two center backs. Uh, Bailey Dunwall is our lone senior on the team. And uh, Janie Segor is, is a, a, her center back partner. She's our captain as well. Um, we got Brooke Javier is our, is a, plays as a, you know, a number eight or a 10. She's our, our center attacking mid. She's been in, in fine, fine form lately uh, amongst the goals and assists. And then we have a, a little eighth grader, Chloe Burst. Um, she is one of the, uh, one of the, one of the best girl players I've seen, and I've been around girls, you know, for almost 15 years now, um, since my dad started coaching. But um, she's she's a talent. She's got about I think 13 goals now in our first 11 games. Um, she's she, she's an incredible talent, and we're lucky to have her. And uh, we just actually got one more, um, a girl named Hallie Dixon, who um, she was playing with the Dash, so she couldn't play with us until she finished her. Uh, her showcase commitments with the Houston Dash Academy. Um, but she just had her first game against St. Joe's. Um, and she'll be full go now that she's eligible and, and, and um, done with her Dash commitments. So um, we, we have, we, like I said, we have the talent. It's just putting the pieces together. Okay, uh, one more question. Y'all, y'all play St. Thomas more, and you got them on your schedule for the end of the year. Uh, what's your men- uh, mentality about that, and how good are they? Um, that's a, another team that they, they've had our number for – for quite a while. I think uh, Daniel Underwood, is that his name? The yes. Coach? Um, he, he's a good coach. I mean, they, I think the past three times, we haven't beat him in, in I think, three or four games um, going back to, I think, 2017. So we like to put him on our schedule because we're on, we've always, at least my father and I kind of follow in his footsteps. I don't play the PowerPoints game. I play, um, you know, you, you beat the best and you'll end up where you're supposed to end up. And so we like Amen. to put up schedule. <laughs> and, um, St. Thomas More at the end, we're going up to Lafayette to play St. Thomas More and Bird. Us and Dominican are driving up to go get a little bit of a, a round robin in um, since we don't really see Bird that often. So we're going to see if we can um, – again, that's another one we're looking forward to to see how far we've grown because we struggled against them. Um, it was, uh, you know, a, a bad game on our part early in the season. I don't think we were clicking very well. Um, and, he ha- again, Daniel has him well coached, and um, he knows how to play us. So uh, we, we struggled a bit, but – Again, it's one of those where I'm excited to see, again, going into playoffs, we want to get in playoff mode, and that's why you want to play those. In January, we play SSA, Vanderbilt, Bird, uh, St. Thomas More, and Dominican because, you know, you got to be ramped up for the playoffs and, and, and get in that game mode.
And you got Dominican on the first of February, so uh, you got everything set up uh, so that if you're if you're hitting all cylinders, you'll be able to really enjoy yourself at the end of, at the end of the year. Tell yeah, you what, we, we, go ahead. Oh no, it's, it, that, that's uh, we always like to end with Dominican because that's uh, you know the real. E- either way, it's a good it's a good thing. You you win and you're you're in a in a good prep for playoffs. If you lose. Uh, your motivation for playoffs uh, uh, skyrockets, you know, because you never like to lose <laughs> to your biggest rival. Amen. Well, uh, tell you what, we share one thing in common. I, I hate the power ranking game, and uh, I think the better teams you play, the the better you're going to be, and 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 let the chips fall where they may. And uh, it looks like y'all are in good shape. And I wish you all the best. And uh, and uh, anyhow, uh, keep us. We'll try to keep in touch with y'all. Hopefully, you'll keep in touch with us as the year goes on. Sounds good, Coach. I, I appreciate the time. Merry Christmas and God bless you. Merry Christmas to you too. Have a good one. God bless. Bye bye. All right, that was Coach Alexi, and uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, he sounds like he's ready for the job. He's he sounded very confident, uh, very in control of what's going on, and uh, you can't help but be impressed by that. And definitely, he's got a nice safety net with his father there, but. Uh, but um, as as a father of two sons, I'll tell you this: is that uh, uh, sometimes that can be cantankerous uh, because you know you want to blaze your own path. And uh, uh, but it's nice if you have a good relationship, which is obvious that they do, uh, to be able to um, correct mistakes with all that experience and um, and then blaze your own path. You know, uh, it's kind of nice when you have somebody uh, below you trying to help you and and be the wind beneath your wings. You know. But let you fly on your own. So uh, uh, that's a great. It's it's a dream come true for a parent, and I would hope for for a child uh, what they have going on at Mount Carmel. And uh, I wish them all the best. When we come back, we're going to turn our attention now to the boys on Monday Night Football. Your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Bye bye. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And uh, I'm taking a little different uh, uh, method this uh, this uh, episode. Instead of just giving you all these scores, I'm going to try to give you a Facebook Live this week. I know I've been saying that for weeks, but uh, being the head coach of a boys and a girls program, trying to get both of them established uh, um as significant programs it has been taxing to say the least and uh so i've had to kind of actually pull the reins off of all of the ambitious things i want to do with the show and uh and, and focus my attention on them but i'm catching my breath now we've got a day off or so uh to do that and and uh, uh i'm really appreciating it and enjoying making uh getting this show together so look, instead of going through all the sh- all the all the scores of the past week, um, I'm going to go over some really significant um, uh, um, results, okay, and then give you these interviews. First of all, uh, in Division One, th- there's just uh, I don't think anything's changed. St. Paul's is number one for a reason. Um, you got Dutchtown beating Acadian on Holy Cross, which tells me a whole lot right there. Uh, but uh, I'd have to. I'd have to say if, uh, uh, you know, you got a 1-2 St. Paul's touchdown. I mean, I think all the coaches in the division one agree with me. St. Paul's would be the pick. Um, just what I saw this week, they got depth from God, okay? Um, but they still drew with St. Louis 1-1 and beat a good university team um, and sulfur team. 
Uh, Brother Martin beat Lusher, which I think is something that uh, they might have dropped in the power rankings. But beating Lusher four to nothing is a significant result. And I saw them last week uh, really manhandle uh, Country Day. Um, so I think Brother Martin's a sleeper. Uh, Lafayette uh, beating Terror, Captain Streven Airline. Still, you know, um, they're 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 making some results. And of course, West Jefferson is too beating Shawmut and Higgins. Um, Bird tying Vanderbilt, I think, is a strong sign to me that uh, that they are going to be a force. Uh, they beat Airline, uh, beat St. Louis, and beat University Labs. So I think CE Bird, um, man, they came to the tournament with their own charter bus, and uh, they uh, they were for real. And um, Denham Springs was too. They beat Sanamont, St. Louis, Beauchene, and University, uh, but then lost to Vanderbilt. And uh, again, I don't know how y'all think about tournaments, but I think tournaments are uh, are really good character building experience. Uh, I don't think they really kind of show you where you are against these teams that you're playing. It kind of tells you where you're at right now, especially with depth and how much you have or have or don't have of depth in the in your opponents too. Uh, one thing great about playoff soccer is that uh, we don't just clump these games together like baseball and basketball. We uh, we play these games with some rest and some preparation, uh, kind of like football. And uh, and one game uh, really is is all it takes. And um, uh, uh, when it comes to a tournament, you get tired legs and tired attitudes and and um, weather conditions. All of that goes into play. So I wouldn't put a lot on it. And from what I saw this weekend, again, I think everybody's uh, competing to be the uh, St. Paul's runner-up. Uh, although we did learn a couple of years ago that St. Paul's can be beat. Right now they are 11-0 and uh, and uh, they're, they're playing at another level. Okay. Um, uh, also, teams in Division One that we ought to mention: Central Lafouche uh, beat Morgan City and then beat Edie White. You don't be. I mean, Edie White. That's a significant win for Central Lafouche, uh, being in Division One now. And uh, I also um, think Mandeville is is somebody that we ought to watch out for. They beat Destrehan four to nothing. Okay. Um, so that's it with Division One. Division Two. Uh, Holy Cross is uh, lost to Dutchtown two to one. I don't think is a uh, going to be a great concern for their aspirations to be the number one team in division two i think the number two team uh um had had a i mean they only beat leesville one to nothing played them this weekend myself they beat St. Pius one nothing. Uh, Drew with Sulphur two to two, and Sulphur. Look, I, I got a chance to watch Sulphur. Uh, Sulphur is a, a stronger team than I think all of us are giving credit for, um, and uh, so I understand the perspective of that. Uh, then Boshin beating Opelousas Catholic and Leesville. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think Boshin is 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 a team that you got to watch out for. But I think a lot of people are thinking St. Thomas More, especially with their, be their beating uh, Airline and Captain Shreve, is, is a team in Division Two that you got to pay attention to. I'm going to be playing Neville next week. And, man, I'm looking at these scores. Neville beat Live Oak, Washington Parish, Sterlington, and Loyola Prep. Loyola Prep's a good team, you know. And uh, and so I think Live Oak is, too. I haven't seen Sterlington, but we know what kind of year they had last year. So And Washington Parish, of course, is well coached. And uh, so Neville's a team we all got to watch out for. And uh, and anyway, Terrebonne's in the thick of it. Uh, they beat Ellender and tied Southside. And Washington Parish, like we mentioned, lost to Neville and Loyola Prep, but they uh, beat Sterlington and tied West Monroe. Um. A team we got to watch out for is Parkway, who beat North Soto and Evangel. And uh, um, 
other than that, uh, Live Oak had a pretty rough week, uh, uh, and uh, uh, so they might be dropping out of the consideration this week. But I, I still think that uh, they can do some harm. In Division Three, um, we're going to be talking to um, um, the Division Three. If, if, as far as I'm concerned, the best team in Division Three didn't even make the coaches' top ten, which blows my mind. And the power rankings, they're ranked number one right now. That's North Vermillion. They beat Louisville three zero. The Ritter three zero. They beat Sulphur two to one. And then I don't understand how they tied St. Pius, but that's the fatigue of legs. But uh, I really got to believe that they're going to be in the, in the top 10. And I think Doretta High School also is going to be in the top 10 uh, when the rankings come out later on this evening, uh, probably coming out right before uh, we post this show. Uh, Doretta beats Lake Charles uh, College Prep 7-0, beat De La Salle, my squad, 3-1. Three, three to one. Um then lost to North Vermilion three to nothing. And let me tell you, uh, North Vermilion is for real. Um, and then they beat St. Pius two to nothing. Uh, in the top ten university, we played them. They beat De La Salle, my team, two to nothing. Uh, off of something that I don't know. I like to talk to the referees here about this. Uh, we had a kid hit uh, go down uh, in the first half of that game, and uh, uh, from a cleared ball and. After he got up and it was taken off the field, a free kick was awarded to university. And then, of course, university's free kicks are like sterling. And uh, they just drilled it. My kids got a chance to see how a free kick should be done. And uh, and and all of a sudden, it was one nothing out of nowhere. We were clearly playing a good game with them. And um, anyhow, we lost 2 nothing to university. But university's university, you know. They only lost to Jesuit 2-1. to one. But then they got kind of tired with Bird and Denham Springs. So university had a rough weekend. Um, Vanderbilt Catholic, uh, I think a lot of them are taking them a lot more serious now but with their win against Denham Springs and Sulphur and tying Bird and St. Louis. Um, uh, Loyola Prep, I think, has got to be paid attention to. They 8-0 Sterlington and Live Oak, then uh, beat Washington Parish, but then lost to Neville. Um, one to nothing, okay? Uh, that's got my attention. And Bozier, I think, is going to be moving up the ranks. They have one first-place vote. Uh, they um, beat Benton and Haunton. But I didn't see them in the, in the tournaments in the South. I think you got to do that. But, you know, North Vermilion, again, uh, uh, is a team uh, I think we all got to take a better look at. Leesville wound up uh, beating Tioga and Lake Charles College Prep. But then lost to North Vermilion, lost to De La Salle, and lost to Beauchene. But only lost to Beauchene, one and nothing. We're going to be talking to uh, their head coach in, in a minute from now, um, Coach Chambers, uh, about the challenges that he has running that program over there. But let's go to uh, Division Four. Division Four. Um, not many games being played. Pope John Paul wanted to play McCain, uh, uh, McBain, excuse me, and beat them three to two. Which yo McBain's a is a, is a tough out. Okay, uh, they have a lot of uh, good players. Uh, Rapids beat Karen Crow and Delta Charter. Holy Savior Menard beat Tioga, and uh, um, really, uh, I think one score of note: Westminster beat Glenmora. But the top ten is going to kind of stay the same. I think Newman drawing Lusher one one uh, is showing that they might be underranked. Um, uh, so we still got a lot of soccer to go, everybody. Well, anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to these coaches from the West and, and see how, uh, where they're going in their program. So Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break.
Okay, we're with Coach Martin um, from North Vermilion. And, Coach, you just uh, pretty much uh, uh, manhandled Leesville. Uh, what do you all think about your performance tonight? Uh, you know what? We were a little flat when we came out in the first match. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. We were playing against St. Pius out of Texas. We had never seen them before. And uh, we actually experimented a little in that one, too. Moved some players around. Uh, the second match, uh, more our game. Uh, came out solid. Played a solid first half. Got those first two goals. And then, uh, you know what? Scored, I think, just one in the second half. But definitely should have been a couple more. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you've been flying under the radar when it comes to the coaches, but uh, not when it comes to the power rankings. You're, you're number two right now, and this is after this weekend. You might go up to number one. Uh, you have really come out of nowhere. How long are you taking to build this program? Uh, you know what, me and Coach Nick over here, uh, Gelati, came on this scene last season. Uh, he actually coaches with a club over in Lafayette. Um, I just play a whole lot. I just have a whole lot of experience uh, playing on the field. Uh, so, I mean, we really started last season, but we've been we've been fortunate. We have some really talented athletes who uh, play a whole lot of other sports like uh, baseball, football. Uh, we even have a, our captain is a, golf, a golfer. Uh, but we came on the scene last season, uh, developed a little bit, had some fantastic players, but it's really the, the families uh, and the parents that, that have these boys who, who want to learn and they want to get better. So uh, we were great last season. I think we're even better this season. Well, look, their soccer IQ is high. So are, are, are they playing club ball? Uh, you know what? We actually only had three club players last season. Now I think we're somewhere north of 15. Uh, and it's not even necessarily club. It's not It's not a club in the sense that, that I would know it or Coach Nick would know it. Uh, it's it's more of a, a travel team that most of them play on. But uh, they are playing against better competition, and it's something that we're really trying to impress on them is that when you touch the ball more and you touch it against better teams uh, year-round, you're not just waiting for high school season. You can, uh, you, can, you can really up your game when you get back to high school. Right. So uh, I was assuming they would play for a huge Houston Dynamo, it's, uh, what travel teams do they play for? Uh, you know what? Uh, there is a club in Lafayette called LFC that a lot of them play for. We have a couple of CSC players, and uh, I don't know if we have anybody who plays for Dynamo, but um, yeah, LFC is more or less a travel team, and they, they just play against better competition. And... All right, and so uh, in your district, who, who's, your, who's your competition, and uh, where do y'all stand so far? You know what? I wish we could do something about our district because we uh, the, the ones who are really competing would be uh, St. Louis. Uh, everybody knows them. Uh, they have a really strong program. Uh, but uh, besides them, we have uh, Abbeville, Kaplan, some of the more local teams, Erath. Uh, just a, a really weak district. But Coach Nick and I really wanted to uh, push the envelope this season. Uh, we scheduled a lot better teams, uh, caliber teams that we would see in a playoff setting. So we really had to reach outside of our district and, and find some, some good teams to play against. And, and, and you obviously are responding. I was really impressed with your performance tonight, and I wish you all the best the rest of the tournament. All right, well, thank you very much. Okay, everybody, and uh, now we're going to turn our attention to Leesville, Louisiana, a very complicated place. I've got a chance now to play them twice uh, in two years, and uh, and they as well. And I got a chance to, uh, to experience the fact that these wampum cats, whatever a wampum cat is, they're a hard out. Coach Jacob Chambers has done a really good job uh, over there, and, and I got a chance to watch them play Vermilion, uh, North Vermilion, and, and the coach uh, at a game with them and uh i think that they also are a tough out and they're the epitome of uh really um soccer in that area which i'm really really excited about um leesville and uh in communities like this is where we really need to grow the game and uh, a lot of these coaches here have the pressure to have to do it um in very Difficult circumstances, okay, without a club very much nearby. 
and uh, and uh, and with kids who have a lot of things going on uh, in their lives. In this case, a lot of these kids are military kids. God bless them all. So anyway, I'm going to let Coach Chambers talk to you about his challenges and uh, uh, as the boys and girls head soccer coach. And uh, we'll see you after after the interview. All right, Coach Chambers, uh, um, we're here with One Night Football. Thank you for coming on the show. And uh, um, I'd like you to talk to everybody about uh, what are the challenges of playing uh, or running a soccer program in a place like Leesville? Uh, with being in Leesville, we're the only soccer in Vernon Parish. Uh, and so we kind of have to com- We don't really have that much competition for uh, schools and whatnot, but we have to compete with the military a lot. Uh, usually kids come in for one to two years, some, maybe sometimes three. So we never really get to, to build them all over freshman, all the way to senior year. Uh, every once in a while, we do get a local, some local kids come in, like we have right now. We have a local group coming in, uh, mixed with the military kids. Um, really young, but a lot of experience so far at a high octane level of soccer. So we're excited about the season, even if with the military kids maybe moving after this year or whatnot. Okay, so where do they get developed on the off season? Uh, during the off season, we usually do some type of uh, summer uh, soccer in Alexandria through. Um, Pineville, I believe they do it through there uh, with Como over there. He does he does a decent job running a good program over there. So uh, we try to do that as much as possible, as well as most of our guys play some type of club soccer um, and whatnot. Uh, just making sure they do that. Now, if they don't, if they're not able to do that, we always have practices and workouts in the summer just to make sure that we work on our technical and our conditioning and whatnot. Okay, well they're very very organized. So uh, and it's. it's Speaking as from coach to coach, we only have these kids from October until February. How are you able to get them that organized? Uh, we are, we are lucky, fortunate enough to have a, a tight group. Uh, usually, we have to compete with other sports, at least including football, which is our big competitor uh, for kids. We. We're, I think all the coaches at Leesville do a very good job about sharing kids. That we just have to wait for the season. But luckily this year I have a very tight uh, group of kids that don't really have a passion to play football uh, compared to the last couple of years. So most of our key players are with me all year round and either a soccer PE or after school small practices and uh, just uh, just talking about uh, tactics and whatnot. Okay, your district, uh, what, what kind of uh, situation are you in the district? Who are the teams to watch out for and what are your challenges? Uh, right now we haven't played uh, Deritter. Uh, Deritter is, uh, I think, going to be our uh, biggest game just because, I mean, number one is district, number two, they're our rivals. Uh, they're 40 minutes away from our school, so it's always a really competitive game for the last couple of years. always a one or two goal difference, but it's high, high octane and high energy the whole time. Um, we're going to come back from Christmas break and play three games a week, with two of those games a week probably being uh, district and rolling through all the way to the end of uh, January. But uh, Buckeye's one of those teams that can sneak up on you. Uh, and then we have Grant and uh, Bolton as well. Bolton wants, once Bolton figures it out, it'll be pretty dangerous, and Grant's one of those guys as well that you can't sleep on. Uh, coach to coach here, do you think that the players are playing too fast? I think they're trying to do too much. Uh, sometimes we got to know. Uh, sometimes we got to know our own ability and don't try to go out of that scope. Um, I mean, we you should know your own speed and know your own skill level and don't try to grow go above that because when you try to go above that, you can ruin uh, the flow of the game for us. And that's what happened tonight with it as well. So, 
you just described my whole season. Well, Coach, you got any message for all the people who are listening around the state from Shreveport on down to New Orleans? Uh, no, all I want to say is Leesville. Leesville is hopefully we're one of those teams that, you know, give every team a run for their money. And maybe we're not the skilled, most skillful or the most technique or whatnot, but I think we're going to go out there and give it, you know, the high engine hopefully that we are and go from whistle to whistle. And hopefully we'll figure it out finally and go from there. You certainly did that with us today. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you. All right, that was Coach Chambers, and uh, and God bless all those Wampum Cats and all those teams um, uh, close to the border of Texas. Um, I'm glad that we got a chance to give them a lot of attention on this show, and we try to give everybody attention uh, on Monday Night Football. And uh, we're going to call it a day. I wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we're going to try to uh, uh, cover all the holiday tournaments now that are coming up uh, right before New Year's on our next show on Monday Night Football, Your Voice for Youth Soccer. Thanks to my uh, producer, Andrew DeRitter, my son, who I've got the joy to work with as we were talking about Coach Petros earlier. And uh, and I can't tell you how proud I am of him and and how he really has made this show um, as clear as it, and as professional as it is right now. And um, I thank you all of you listening, uh, too. Uh, we have a large audience, and uh, and I hope that tonight's show was, was worth your listenership. Uh, again, um, may God bless you and your family, and Merry Christmas. See you right before the new year. Bye-bye.